This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hello and welcome to Pop Vouchers, a pop culture podcast by The Straits Times. My name is Jen Lee and I'm joined as always by Yosem Joe. Hello, hello, hello everyone. Hello from home. Unfortunately, we are actually recording this separately because of the coronavirus situation. But you know, we still want to bring you a pop voucher episode and this is why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. This week, we're talking about remakes, reboots and reunions and the 90s and the noughties nostalgia and pop culture. And why are we talking about it, Samjo? Because recently, you know, everyone went a bit crazy, right? After the cast of American sitcom Friends, they posted very similar photos on Instagram with a very cryptic caption that read, It's happening, dot dot dot. And then they tagged each other. So even though they didn't really say much, but fans kind of knew that this signaled a reunion of sorts, right? You know, and they were very, very excited because finally they've been waiting for this since 2004, basically, when the series ended. So this was something that's been building up ever since Netflix made Friends available to stream a few years ago and a whole new generation of fans fell in love with friends right and then yeah. last october so jennifer aniston made her debut on instagram with a photo of all six of them so fans were already speculating since then is this it could they be getting back together so they were really really excited yeah but hbo max has confirmed that it will be an unscripted special so what we are knowing is that it will air on hbo max which is the new streaming service I'm not super excited for it. I'll talk about it a little bit more later. But again, Friends is not the like first major reunion that invokes like nostalgia, right? There's so many other examples: Disney live action remakes, Gossip Girl, Will and yes. Grace, Gilmore yes. Girls, things like that. So what we want to ask today is: Is it actually a good thing that these old shows are getting rebooted or getting like cast reunion back for it? another season or what mm-hmm, uh, are mm-hmm. people running off ideas you know and why do some of them work and some of them just don't right so we're gonna dive into all these questions with some case studies right because what better way than to live in a real world and like talk about actual stuff so let's dive right into it jen how about let's talk about friends first so hbo max has said yes it's an unscripted special i know you as a huge fan of the show you are looking forward to it but at the same time you're a little bit disappointed yes so i mean i've been a fan of friends since i was 12 so it was something that i really love but Mm -hmm. i mean i will definitely watch this special but when i heard it was unscripted i was just like eh like you all took reportedly all of the cast members each took over two million dollars for this and i'm like you're taking two million dollars to sit down and have a reminisce about your time on the show like yeah that is super expensive for like a bit just a couple of hours yeah, yeah. It's for me as a fan, right, of the series, I want to see how the characters have grown up, right? Like, that's what I want to see. I don't really want to see the actors sitting down and talking about the time on the show, which is nice. I might want to see that. I am excited for that as well, but it's just not the reunion I was thinking of. La. Right, you're hoping for some sort of continuation where they left off from, right? So, or at least tell us how the characters are like now, like in their 50s, you know, are they still friends? In their 50s. So that's the thing, because since the series ended, they've become such huge celebrities, right? especially Jennifer Aniston. So to get all of them together in the same room, like we said, it's already going to be a like very expensive affair. So I'm just wondering, do we want them in their 50s, like whole movie or whole season? Because some of what made their characters so funny in their 20s, like say Joey's character, for example, I don't think it would translate so well into him in his 50s. You know what I mean? It's like that Cavalier Bachelor sort. So I, for one, I also like the show, but I'm happy with it just being 
a get together, a little reminiscing kind of session. And I think we should leave it at that. So that's for me. That's Friends. But some other series, you know, when they actually do the reboot, it ends up disappointing the hardcore fans. So they actually redo the whole series. And I'm talking in particular about one show. It's Charmed, right? Uh, for those of you who don't know, this was actually a WB series from 1998 to 2006. It's about three sister witches known as the Charmed Ones. You know, they lived in San Francisco. They fought off evil forces, yada, yada, yada. They actually did a reboot in 2018. And it was... You know, on the one hand, it was lauded for diversity in casting, right? Because some of its uh, cast members were biracial and everything. But it kind of disappointed many of the fans who were there from day one. Why? Because the original actresses were not involved at all, you know? So, and these original actresses, like I said, it's a show about three sister witches, right? At some point, four, because like one of them dies and then another sister comes in to take over. So they were not involved at all. So it kind of like snubbed the original series. So in terms of the execution, it really pissed off a lot of fans. And not just the fans, but also the OG actresses who are the ones who actually draw in the fans, you know? So Alyssa Milano, you know, was one of the actresses and she said, you know, is pretty disrespectful. Rose McGowan called it lame, that Hollywood's running out of ideas. And they also kind of made a boo-boo by saying that, you know, this new version is going to have a feminist twist. And then one of the other actresses, Holly Marie Combs, who played Piper, she tweeted, huh, guess we forgot to do that the first go around. Hmm. So, you know, I think they went about it a really wrong way and hardcore fans were already set up to like dislike the reboot from the get-go. So that wasn't executed so well. Yeah, I mean, aside from execution, I think the source material that is being adapted or being rebooted is also very important. Recently, we saw things like Little Women and Emma, classic novels that are getting new film versions, and they have been done to death. There are several versions and adaptations of these two books. And of course, like when you think about classic like Pride and Prejudice, there's a lot of that as well. But the thing is, like, those are period pieces. Like, they were written in a different time. So when we watch them, we can kind of accept that they are written in a different time and they are set in a different time and they have different value systems. But things like, for example, Boys Over Flowers, which was the source material manga for Meteor Garden, the Taiwanese idol drama Meteor Garden. There have been several new versions of Meteor Garden and Sea Entertainment and none of it really worked as well as the first. And I think it's partially because when you look at it, like, you really think about it, the source material is has not aged well at all. Like, the series starts with basically F4 bullying the main female lead and the guy is the right. main male lead is this rich dude who's arrogant and it's so horrific to her when they first meet. And then he eventually Tell reforms. Tell me right? Like, yeah, yeah. He eventually reforms and like they fall in love and become very sweet. But when you think about it, like, I feel like that doesn't really fit in with what people want now. And like, maybe when you're 14, you know, that's, oh, that's so interesting and cool and suave. But when you're 26, you're just like, no, 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 this dude is a red flag island. You should not be dating him. <laughs> so, right, you should I be swiping that's... left on this toxic people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And other stuff like, for example, I think Huan Zhu Gege also hasn't really worked very well when it was mm. like rebooted with new cast because it's written by Chong Yao and she's known for writing like melodramatic stuff. And I don't know, I feel like melodrama has sort of fallen out of step with younger right. audiences. They right. more like true to life. They want it to be very like realistic portrayals. Right. I feel like that's a trend and this has yeah. sort of fallen out. I remember Wanchu Gurkha, like My Little Princess, right? Uh, Super melodramatic. Yeah, and I remember there was one scene where Wei went blind and then she just spent a few episodes crying about how she's blind. I mean, she got her... I'm not being like... 
unsympathetic here because she got her side back eventually. But I remember it being so draggy. I couldn't stand it. And like the way it's shot also, like they would swivel the camera around the couple as they kiss. Like it's (laughs) Yeah. It's very dated the way it was approached. Right, 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 right. And then but then on the other hand, we have Jing Yong and Gu Long novels. So we're talking mm. about things like Handsome Siblings, Zhe Dai Shuang Jiao, or things like, you know, Yi Tian Tu Long Ji, or Shen mm. Diao Xia Lü, yeah, Legend of the Condor Heroes, things like that. Um, Those tend to work well, even though they have been rebooted and adapted so many times. I think in part, it's because the history and the culture and the universe is so rich inside. So it makes itself very, very good for adaptations. And one thing about Lucia um, films is that back in the 1990s or the 80s even the special effects are pretty bad lah you know because you have all them fighting and like using their powers right so it's actually quite cringy to watch the older versions even though I must say some of the acting is still the best but the newer versions kind of like update this a little bit and also there's a lot of the fashion right because they all come from different sects and different parts of China and Mongolia so it's very cool different clans exactly so it's super cool to watch that and I really really like that and also like the different backstories of them you can explore yeah some versions delve deeper into certain characters and some versions sort of you know gloss over them a bit so I guess there's still some value uh, in seeing different versions of the story right so it doesn't get older right mm-hmm. and I guess sometimes the fans don't even get to decide you know sometimes it's unfortunately in the case of Lizzie McGuire for example like this is a show that Disney Plus again Disney's new streaming service is trying to bring back right but it's run into some creative differences even at the creation stage so basically this is a show and for those of you who don't know this is a show from 2001 to 2004 it's a comedy drama you know and it was about her navigating her teenage years you know through high school and everything this was set for a reboot okay with Lizzie McGuire as a 30 year old navigating adult life Okay, so fans are super excited. You know, Hillary and all the other people involved were also sharing behind-the-scenes photos from filming two episodes. Then suddenly, the creator of the show, Terry Minsky, who is like supposed to be showrunner for the reboot, she suddenly left the project. And apparently, it's because Disney wanted it to go in a different direction. They wanted it to be like super PG for the Disney Plus audiences. And of course, like the creators didn't want it to be that way. Lah. So it's basically creative differences and now the project is in limbo. So who knows? The issue here, I guess, is if you're going to do a show about a 30-year-old, you want to talk about yeah. stuff that a 30-year-old, you know, deals Please. with. Yes. Yeah, you have to talk about, I guess, talk her... Adult you know, themes. Yeah. Adult themes. Like, you don't want her to just be like, oh, gushing over boys, like puppy love. It's going to definitely take on a different level, right, of love. So the project, unfortunately, now is in limbo. Hilary Duff is championing for it to go to Hulu, which, Jen, you mentioned earlier, actually is owned by Disney. But it's a different concept and they actually allow more adult films on it. So... Who knows? Hopefully the fans will get to decide whether they like it. But at some point, we always have talks about reboots and remakes. But a lot of the time, and this is just one example, but so many shows, they get started, but they don't actually get rebooted because mm-hmm. people run into creative differences as to what form it should take. Now, if you're enjoying this episode of Pop Vouchers, so far, do find us at hashtag Pop Vouchers or on the Straits Times Audio Features channel on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Like and rate us. Now, back to our show. Yes, we are talking about 
remix, reboots, reunions, and nostalgia of the 90s and noughties. Okay, mm-hmm. so earlier we talked a lot about television shows, right, and how a lot of them are getting reboots, and some work, some don't work. We've talked about why, and you guys should also tell us what you think about those shows. I want to say also it's not just about shows, right? It's about music. You know, you have so many acts. I mean, in the past two years alone, Jen, how many... Boy bands. Yeah. How many boy bands have gone around the world, you know, with the anniversary tours, right? So, I mean, the past year alone or so, I went to Westlife's concert. I went to Backstreet Boys. I had a time of my life. But the fact is, some of their best songs were back in the day, okay, in the 1990s, in the 2000s, and not songs that they've released in the past five years. You have even older bands like AHA going on tour, my goodness. I mean, you call them boy bands, but they're pretty much uncles by now, right? You know? Yeah. Um, They could definitely be like adults' dad. <laughs> Definitely, I mean, all of them have families and everything, and not just boy bands. I mean, like girl bands as well, like um, Spice Girls. What? Yeah, most famously, the Spice Girls, right? I mean, they did a little reunion tour in two thousand seven, about like seven years or so after they disbanded. Then they appeared again in the London Olympics, and then last year they went on tour in the UK. I mean, without Victoria Beckham, unfortunately, without oh, Posh Spice. Posh Spice, yes. But it kind of like brought up this question about why are all these stars doing this? Because many of them don't actually have new music to offer, right? Mm-hmm. But they just get together, they pull this whole huge publicity stunt, and fans I get mean, super excited, and then they're like, hey, there's no new music. Oh, we're just going on tour. Nostalgia so, sells, law. That's really the point here. I mean, right. not just in Western world, right? I mean, uh, you talked about like Spice Girls and AHA. Like, look at F4 or like Xiao Hu Dui Little Tigers. You know, they reunited also for performances on like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Chinese countdown shows for CNY. Oh, Wu Liu Liu, guys, do you remember 5566? Five, five, six, six? <laughs> like, one of them filmed a drama series with Kim Ng. Like, Singapore's Kim Ng was his mom. <laughs> really? I had no <laughs> yes, idea. Yes, yes. It was, I think, like, Xi Jie Xiaoni or something. I can't remember. But, yeah, so they're coming back. They have no new music. Like, it's not like... I mean, J. Cho and Stephanie Sun are also going on, like, anniversary tours because, like, it's their 20th year. But they at least, like, still have some relatively new output. But people, like... 5566 don't so yeah. they're really just so, hanging on to past glory yeah they're milking that cash cow for what it's worth like milking it dry so do you think fans have outgrown some of these musical acts because if you look at the people who go to these concerts right a lot of them are the diehard fans from back in the day but are they really gathering new fans I'm not really sure about that you know I don't think they're garnering new fans, but it's more really to just people love the period of teenage life in their life. Like people love their adolescence years, even if it's hard during that time. When you look back, you always have like rose tinted glasses, right? I think it's very common to feel that way. So yes. you want to cling on to a little bit of that. And you yes. cling on by clinging on to maybe the music you listen to then, the shows you watch then, and you go back and you feel very comforted by it, you know. For example, Ooh Liu Liu, right? 5566. I wasn't a big fan of them then, but I remember listening to their songs as a kid in primary school or like watching their drama series, you know, in secondary school. So if you invited me to a Ooh Liu Liu concert now to listen to their greatest hits, like I don't want new songs, you know, I want old songs. Of course right. I would want to go. I would be very into it, you know. Right. It's almost like reliving your childhood. Those kids Every days when all you had to worry about was schoolwork. You didn't have to Paying you didn't have to work <laughs> Exactly. You didn't have to adult, which is like, you know, as we all know, comes with its own set of problems. And it's not just like concerts. I mean there are so many other nostalgia 
nostalgia theme events that are happening. You know, all the clubs they're having like events like Total Recall. You know, puberty again at at uh, at Hopheads, at Total Recall at Capital Zoo. Yeah, Throwback Thursdays at Canvas and everything. Um, I do think they're getting new fans actually because you know when I go to some of these events and you know clubbing and everything, I see some of the younger kids and they are in their I guess they're like Penelope's age, yeah. Like twenty year old and everything, or NSFs and everything, and they're actually dancing to songs from the early two thousands. You know when they were probably too young to even listen to music. They're dancing to like Evanescence and Yellow Cut. I'm like, what? How do you know all these bands, man? <laughs> but it's such a throwback for me. I love it. I love. I love these events. Okay, so what do we really think of all these reboots, remakes, and reunions? I think music-wise, we can agree that we fairly enjoy it. But you know, yeah. on the whole, you know, to do or not to do, Sandro. Well, on the whole, I think it's a great thing. You know, I mean, I'm not going to deny you know good shows and music being introduced to a whole new generation of fans, right? You know what they say: good things must share, right? So yeah, I think. It's also a good chance, you know, update certain jokes and references to make them more relevant. I mean, for example, Friends. I mean, that's a very good example. When it started streaming on Netflix recently, then a lot of the more like woke people, like you know, of our generation, they said, "Hey, wait a minute! Actually, these jokes worked in the nineties, but not now. Like, you know, some of the jokes are pretty problematic. Like, yes. Chandler had this no homo running trope, you know, with with the other guys going on, and then he had a transgender dad in the show, you know, and it was um, a part of jokes. It was very like yeah, and you know, she was very." Mis- label and her, her genitals were called into question there were lots of gender stereotypes and the lack of diversity I mean all of them were white for example so that some things that made the show so funny back then wouldn't really fly now so I think it's a good chance to update you know that's what reboots are for make it more relevant to the current time and place so on principle I'm actually for reboots but I do also feel like it's such a responsibility a secret responsibility if you're going to take on this mantle right to continue the show's name you have to stay true to the original DNA and spirit of the show somewhat because at the end of the day you cannot alienate your longtime fans right and I think this is such a hard balancing act like, I don't really envy their jobs whatsoever you have to on the one hand stay true to the original spirit of the show but on the other hand remake you know also do something and kind of like update it and make it refreshing so that people are not bored people don't see it as just like a pure copy so I, I guess that, that's my take on it what about you what do you think well for example I can see why some of these things get rebooted like I'm not a fan of it but I see why beloved animated movies get live action updates because you know they want them to be given the technological advancements that we have now but I also mm. think it's a bit sad because like kids nowadays might not grew up watching sort of the simpler or more whimsical animation of the 90s and would instead like maybe watch like animals getting very realistic CGI which is a bit odd to me also because the whole point of Lion King the whole point of Lady and the Tram which is also getting a remake is that the animals had this exaggerated expression they were so alive you know is that you could do things that you couldn't do in real life so that's why I feel like it's a bit odd and it loses some of the original magic so that's Mm -hmm. what I think about like for example animated reboots but like already things that are live action like friends or what nostalgia sells sometimes I feel it's a bit of a cash grab and I feel a bit uncomfortable like Sex and the City the movies it was so bad and I could not <laughs> really? Yes, I enjoyed them oh come on I really looking for labels or looking for love yes the songs were fun <laughs> and everything but like I really feel like some of it they were basically the story had ended and they kept pushing it on and I didn't enjoy it or things like 
for example, friends, I've talked about it. I feel like, is there really a point in paying all of them a combine of, what, $12 million to sit down mm-hmm. and talk for an hour? I think it's the best when you try and jazz it up and give it an update. As I said, I want to see the characters grown up. So I actually enjoyed Gilmore Girls, even though I didn't agree with the way some of the story went. But... For example, Gilmore Girls was one that, okay, 10 years have passed, let's see where these people are now. And I enjoy that, I like it. It brings something new to the discussion in the fandom. And I think that's what I feel. I think you need to have some understanding of the time and place that you are in right now before you do the reboot. And you need to make it more relevant or at least just have a justification for doing it lot. like don't just reboot it entirely the same there's no need we already have one alright yeah I hear you Jen definitely so do you have a wish list of reunions reboots and remakes like you know what would you like to see done again so the sitcom community it was like a very fun sitcom about people in a community college they had this hashtag called six seasons in a movie that was okay. an on, like an ongoing joke in the show because it's a very meta show you know they like to yeah. talk about yeah, things like that so they do have six seasons they don't have a movie so I do want to see that movie come true and right. locally I think maybe like a drama with all this like media called alumni you know that we haven't seen in a while that day I saw Jason Tay at Vivo City so that really riled up something in me I was like oh man Man. Yeah, I what was she doing? Uh, she was with her son shopping at Challenger. Okay. Right, right. Yes. So that's the thing. I think sometimes, like, you know, um, these huge stars and celebrities attached to these shows, right, they have moved on with life. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're in a different phase of their lives. And you can't, you can't hold them back, right? You can't blame them for living their life. The thing is that to get them to come back and do something which they were famous for, like, 20 years ago or something, sometimes it's pretty difficult for them to do. I mean, you look at the Spice Girls, like, Victoria isn't really having it anymore. I mean, she's proud to be a Spice Girl, but she's definitely not going to do uh, Spice Girls music anytime soon, right? If at all. Um, and then, unfortunately, for Sex and the City, like you mentioned, now that Sarah Jessica Parker and King Control have fallen out completely, <sighs> I feel like, sadly, even though I want to see them come back again and kind of like redeem a bit of like what happened in the movies, unfortunately, the ship has sailed. Lah. I would definitely like to see... Just Shoot Me this, That was one of my favourite comedies By Stephen Leviton Like it ran from 1997 to 2003 It was about a bunch of goofballs In the magazine outfit They were hilarious So I really really want to see them Get together David Spade And um, Wendy Malik And the rest of them And oh I just found out That Hocus Pocus 2 There's going to really be Hocus like Pocus witches. 2 yes. I do I do How do you know I, I just can't help it But Hocus Pocus I mean for those of you Who don't know I think Penelope, you weren't even born yet, right? But this was a super fun yes. Halloween show. Yeah, it, it was set in Halloween about how three Sanderson sisters from the Salem Witch Trials era got resurrected and then they came back to like terrorize kids. But because now it's in the 1990s, so they're like, oh, what's happening? Everything's so strange to them. So it's a bit like back to the future for them. Mm-hmm. Super hilarious. And it has like Sarah Jessica Parker again and Bette Midler and Kathy and Jimmy. And they're coming back for a sequel. So I'm super excited for that. Woohoo! Yay. My wish list ticked off. Okay, well, that's your dose of pop culture for this week. We'd just like to say everybody stay safe, wash your hands, and be very healthy. And if you have any idea on what we should talk about, please do write in to us at podcast at sph.com.sg. You can write in to me at jenlee at sph.com.sg or you can find me on my Instagram at jenleewrites. Sam Joe? You can also write to me at yo yosamjo at sph.com.sg. Tell us what you think, what you want to hear about next. Until next time, she's Jen. He's Sam Joe. And we are Pop Vouchers. Thank you for listening. Bye.
That was an SBH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.